Because sometimes you really, actually, truly have to just scream. Howdy, Brian here on Just Say It. Good wintry day to you. Yes, still stuck here, mired in the middle of the frozen stuff. This is a common theme for podcasts recorded in the Midwest, by the way, this time of year. Had a conversation with my son the other day, Carson, and he pointed out something that actually I realized I have done more than a few times and really wanted to just get into this right away because maybe you have done the same thing. You see, it's been so darned cold here lately. The wind chills have been below zero. Not quite like Minnesota minus 40 wind chills, but you know, cold. Anyway, it's been very, very brisk. Being outside has been an actual painful experience. Fingers start to turn colors they shouldn't. You can't feel your face. What was it? There was a football game the other night. Oh yeah, the Vikings were at the Packers. The, uh, uh, the Vikings coach, his face was completely beat red. That can't be good for your health. The capillaries, man, they're all bursting. But anyhow, my son was talking about how when he will go out to his car and get in his car around this time of year when it gets to be this cold, occasionally he will just get in the car and then just yell, just scream, just, ah! I mean... This resonated with me because this is something that I have done time and time again. What is it? It's just kind of an involuntary reflex, I feel like. Your your shoulders are all hunched up when you're walking out there and you're trying to get the door open. And if there's any snow, you want to make sure to get that out of the way so it doesn't all dump in the seat when you get in. But anyhow, when it's like in the teens, when it's below that, and you finally get in that car, I feel like that is the correct And even if it is natural instinct to just let out a blood curdling scream. And maybe you have done the same thing. I I just, I had to smile when he told me that because, yeah, buddy, I do the exact same thing. I'm not sure if the scream is more about a survival instinct. We made it. We got into the car. Hooray. Ah. Or, Or is it more just, I can't stand winter, like, oh my gosh, what is this? Why am I in this part of the country? Ah, like, it could have a lot of different meanings. I suppose the scream could have some emotion behind that, depending on the person. But in any case, yeah, if that's you, you are not alone, fellow car screamer in winter. Totally feel you. How about climbing up a frozen mountain in the middle of the winter? Would you do that? or I guess in the middle of any time for that matter. How about Kilimanjaro? What do you think about going up there on top of a frozen, just, I would assume, very cold place? Correct mountains, when you get to a certain level, just start getting colder and colder. I'm not a topographical expert, but I would imagine that if you're climbing a major mountain, Everest, Rainier, Kilimanjaro, these large mountains, that it's probably not that comfortable. Some folks that we know getting ready to do this, and and I say all this lovingly, I think it's a great idea. It's actually really cool. But at the same time, my gosh, check this out. They're having guides carry like their stuff. They're having stuff to the extent that they need guides going with them to, to go up the mountain. And so 
they're going up this frozen mountain and then they've got these guides carrying all of their equipment and gear and I'm assuming life-saving material up the mountain with them. Now, this is where my brain kicks in and my first reaction to this when I heard about it was what if what if the guides what if the guides disappear? I mean, for any one of the reasons that you could possibly think of. I mean, maybe they just Maybe they go rogue. Maybe the guides just bail. We don't know these guides. Who are these people? I mean, I have no idea who these folks are. The guide could just take all of your stuff, your tent and sleeping bags and food and warmer clothes and whatnot, and just take the heck off. They may decide that, yeah, we've already seen it up here and and we're good this time around. Or what if the guides don't make it, man? What if the guides have a problem? What if there's an issue? Then what? Now you've got like a guide that's incapacitated and all your gear, but you can't bring all the gear, but you probably need some of it. And I don't know, this to me sounds like a risky proposition. Yes, the part about just climbing a mountain in general, let's not leave that in the dust as its own risky event there. But how about the fact that we're getting guides to come up with us? I suppose it's probably good to have people who know the area and know what they're doing And again, this is where my mind goes. It always goes to the more bizarre scenario than the normal, but that's just more fun. That's where I choose to live. Regardless, I hope they have a great time. Uh, It does sound cool in the sense of adventure. I love adventure. So yeah, I guess. But man, I just don't know. Maybe this is just me being stubborn and like wanting to have control of the situation where I would kind of want to bring my own junk. And if I can't fit it on my back or drag it behind me on some sort of sled or something, I'm just not sure that I trust somebody who I've never met to take my life-saving provisions along and just possibly make it to the top. Possibly make it to the top. Who knows? I guess I wouldn't want to ask for help. Which leads me to my next thought today is, do you ever find yourself asking for help when you go shopping? Is this a thing that you do? I gotta say, I I don't like doing this, really. I think there's, aren't there those commercials now where it's like, don't end up like your parents, and the guy, isn't he asking for help at the store? Anyway, have you done this when you're at a store and you just find the, you know, flag down an assistant or, excuse me, an associate there and say, hey, I need to find the this kind of towel or whatever. Okay, I get it. That's fine. How about this, though? I was at the hardware store the other day, Hanging out at Lowe's again, looking at stuff for the old John Boat project that I'm working on getting done one day here in my life. It's a slow, slow build, but it's coming along. It's coming along. I'm at the store now, okay? And there is, well, I'm in one of the millions of aisles there at this hardware store. You've been in them before. They are massive, these home improvement stores. You can do a lot of improving of your home, by the way hanging out in one of these places. And so I'm down at the end of the aisle and I really, I don't know what I'm looking for in that particular aisle. I kind of have some idea, but not really because I'm not a carpenter or pipe fitter or expert crafts person. That ain't me. So I see this button. There is a button at the end of the aisle that says call for help. And I don't know about you, but my absolute last choice in that moment is going to be to push that button and call for help. It is bad enough, in my opinion, that I've got to bother somebody and say, hey, do you know where this particular bolt is? 
or can you let me know about this particular piece of plywood? I I, I don't want to do that. I really don't want to ask for help. But my gosh, the last thing I'm going to do is to sound an alarm to the entire building saying, hey, there's somebody that has absolutely no idea what they're doing in aisle 18. Can somebody go and help this poor idiot find whatever the heck he needs so that he can actually do a project or even attempt to do a project? Yeah, so I had to kind of laugh at that one because I, I just don't think so. I don't think so. I am not going to ever hit that button because it's just not right. And I really don't need the shame of having the entire store now know that me hanging out over in aisle 18, I got no clue of how to put together a John Boat rebuild project. So I passed on that and I didn't do it. I think that was just a matter of etiquette. As for etiquette, we were out to eat the other night, the family uh, hanging around and went out there. Do you do this at the end of the meal? This is something that I just, I thought was pretty commonplace, but there was a discussion that was had afterwards. All right, so you've, you've done the thing, right? You go out, you order, you eat, it's all fine, it's all gravy, it's all cool, and then it's about that time where things, in my opinion, start to get awkward because perhaps you've been done eating for a few minutes and there is that time period where you, you know, you're not necessarily in a hurry, but you're done eating and you're sitting at a random table in a building that is not your house, which means it's time to go. So you start kind of looking around to see if the server's there. And bless these servers. These gals and guys are working real hard because there's not a lot of people working at a lot of these places, if you can't tell by now. Certainly hope that the workforce continues to strengthen. That's an aside. But all this to be said, you're kind of in that awkward space where you're wondering if the the check is going to come. And then there's the exchange. This is where I'm getting to. Uh, when this happens, I like to have the credit card already in my hand, kind of like, you know, palming it like underneath the desk. And then when the server comes up and he or she comes up and says, here's the, and before they even get the word bill out, I've got that credit card out, basically doing an even exchange, like, all right, here's the bill, here's the card. Why don't you go ahead and knock this out? I kind of think that's a good move. That's sort of where I'm at with that. You might disagree, and I would be curious to hear your feedback on that. Do let me know. But here's why. Because, one, as the person who's already consumed the food, you've eaten your hamburger or your pork tenderloin or your horseshoe or whatever it is that you're eating there in front of you or maybe something healthier, good for you. And at that point, you're ready to go. So why not just speed up the process a little bit by having the card ready? Because here's the thing. What happens is if the receipt is left, well, the server's doing other things. The world does not revolve around you and your table, so they might be a little bit busy or a lot busy, and then you might not see them for another mm, five, ten minutes, and the awkwardness continues because now at this point you are truly making awkward conversation. You know the bill's on the table, and you know you're just waiting to get out of there. So I figure why not eliminate that? And by the way, in the process, I feel like that also gives the server the opportunity to make one less trip back and forth to your table. And it just sort of helps speed the process up in general. I'm just saying that's kind of my move with that. I feel like that's the way to go. Now, 
It was also thought of that perhaps they could see it as like, hey, just give me the check because I'm ready to get out of here. And maybe that is the case, but I'm still going with that. I'm still having that card ready for the check, and I'm still going to go ahead and just throw it out there. Throwing it out there is something I saw in a hockey game the other night. How about this? Do you see at the end of hockey games, maybe you know nothing about hockey. I don't know that much about hockey either, but I happen to be watching a hockey game. I don't even know why the other night. And at the end, they have those three stars, okay? If you're not familiar with it, they have the three best players get to skate out there and they all get their little ceremonial circle around the ice. It's kind of cool, actually. So, you know, star number three, da 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 da. And they come out. Well, I noticed that each one of them had a puck in their hand kind of a nice gesture. I don't know, maybe they autographed it, maybe they didn't. Doesn't matter. It's a free puck from an NHL player. Kind of cool. What I did not think was cool was that each one of these players just tossed the puck like two feet over the plexiglass for the kids up there in the front row. Like, what about the kids in the mezzanine, man? Like, what about the kids that can't afford to drop $500 a ticket or their parents, I should say, can't afford to drop $500 a ticket and barely got in the building. Like, I want to see these hockey players, these three stars, just chucking these hockey pucks, like, deep into the cavernous parts of the arena. And then, you know, all the kids get a chance to maybe get a puck. Okay, fine. Toss one of them over there, and that's great, because the kid is looking, like, right at you, I would have guessed, through the uh, plexiglass there. But I want to see a few of these launched up there even with maybe one of those t-shirt launchers just get that out there and just like send a hockey puck deep deep into the upper deck and imagine the thrill that that would be for the kid who dropped maybe 25 bucks a ticket again versus mm, some 15 20 30 times that to go sit in the front row just throwing it out there this is completely just optional for the nhl if you want to pick this up by all means go for it Perhaps it might take off. You might get some more fans even out of this. I would actually go just to see where that puck goes flying at the end. Of course, that's probably a public safety hazard, but I digress. Probably time to wrap this thing up because now we're starting to get into the deeper elements of randomness. I am going to go and try to stay warm here once again. This is going to probably become like my signature sign out here on this podcast of, hey, stay warm, everybody. So probably should switch it up a little bit here. But for real, though, try out that screaming when you get in the car thing. Very cathartic. All right, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.